previously on the Big Damn Cast. Listen, I know the lobster was overcooked, but... What was I to do? He had a gun to my butt! Same old, same old. Matt and Chris in the TARDIS. Don't die on me, man. Don't die on me! It's Big Damn Cast. <laughs> Why would you just bring that on me? Oh, hey everybody! No! Hey everyone! Welcome to part deuce of our pre-recorded holiday telethon spectacular. Gonna drop a deuce. Drop it right on the table in front of you. Um, a deuce. Something beginning with C. DC. If you listened to Big Dumb Cast last week, you'll know that we're not here. Except we are, but we're not here. You were never really here. Never really. I was always an idea. Um, there was an, there was an idea to bring a group of two people together for to face the villain that none of them could face alone. What what was that villain? Boredom. Boredom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, last week we delivered uh, to emailer Dan Rawlings our list yes. of Marvel books to check out. Check it, check, 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 check it out. Check it, check, 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 check the mic. But this week we are paying lip service to the distinguished competition. <laughs> and possibly dipping a toe into some other stuff. One of the meanwhiles. Hello, welcome to Big Damn Cast. I am Chris, aka that last bit of Kit Kat that's just round the back of your teeth. And you know it's there, and you could probably dislodge it. Maybe not with your tongue, maybe with a fingernail. But you're thinking, do you know what? I've got half an hour left to my break. I'm gonna savour this. I'm gonna savour every crumb. And I'm Big Damn Matt. Um. <laughs> so, for those who are wondering, what do you mean by recommendations? Uh, yeah. Dan Rollins last week said he'd been reading Secret Wars, the Marvel uh, events series of 2016. Yes! And uh, was there any other Marvel books that would be good to take mind off when you're having a stressful period? If, yeah. uh, hey, hey, Dan of the past, uh, if you've had any exams since your email, hope they went well, son. Yeah. Uh, if they didn't, blame us from the past. Blame us. Uh, but not us from the present. We have nothing to do with it. I have plenty of self-loathing. I can I can bear some of yours as well. So we dished out some <laughs> Thor, some X-Men, some Jessica Jones stuff that yeah. we all recommended you check out. But at the same time, we are equal opportunities, sad acts. Yes. Uh, and also, because yes. we're going to preempt the tweets of hatred from a bunch yes. of people who didn't pay attention to last week's podcast beyond the title. If they didn't pay attention, how will they know? They'll never know. <laughs> and I'll never tell. I'll never tell. This week, we're going to touch down in the playing field of DC. But not only that, because we're not starting with a review of a Infinity War trailer. Did you hear that soft fizzle, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. That was, that was, I was, pop I was opening. to be it. It, sort of, it, didn't, it didn't quite do it, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> because we're not talking about an Infinity War trailer, that means DC will get longer to be talked about. Except will it, it won't, because we'll touch on some Dark Horse and Image comics and stuff as well. <laughs> Neutral. I can tell you now, before we even move on to Image. Don't read Spawn. You think you want to read Spawn? I, I thought I wanted to read Spawn, mm. and I read the first Origins collection, which collects the first six issues. But don't read Spawn. Oh, it's so bad. Do you feel like, did you feel like you've been violated? Oh! <laughs> like oh, a clownman. Oh. Yes. So, um, where do you want to kick off in the world of DC for recommends? Um, well. Never heard of that one. Everyone knows there are two big DC characters. Yes. Big Bada 
and Mr. Miracle. No! That was um, beautiful. In my head, I was like, which one's he going to go for? They're the power couple of the DC universe. Um, <laughs> it's true. They are. True. Forget Lois Lane and Clark Kent. Ooh. Forget, forget Batwoman and Batman, Batwoman and Catman, Batman and Catwoman. Forget Batwoman and the who was she with? I don't know. She wasn't super powered, was she? No, no, no. There was Lois Lane, unless you count her ferocity, her tenacity, the fact that versions of her can smoke over seventy cigarettes a day, and she doesn't know how to spell the word rape. Lois Lane was briefly superpowered. All oh, right. Um, after the New Fifty Two Superman died, some of his powers passed to her, and then she died of the powers. No, and but, then they passed to Lana Lang. No, but... Oh, God. To Lana Lang's Superwoman. Oh. No, but but seriously, Superman the movie, why yeah. can't she spell the word rape? She asks how many R's in rape. Um, That's that's a bad journalist. Because she's Tony the Tiger in disguise. That is a bad journalist. It's rape! Oh, that's oh, it for this week, everybody. Thanks God. for listening to Big Dumb Cast. That was awful. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I know it was wonderful. It's not the worst joke that's been made in the last few weeks. DC, Go back two episodes to find that one. DC <laughs> has two big tentpole characters. Yes. Arguably three, because they've got the Trinity. Um, but I haven't got much to say about Wonder Woman, because I she is an iconic character, and she is very important cultural touchstone but I personally have not really read much of her solo stuff and I'm not aware of any of her sort of stories which are regarded as definitive runs and definitive story yeah. arcs like I I hear great things about her post-crisis George Perez um that's the stuff, stuff. that I've been told to check um, out if I want to see more Wonder Woman I've that's heard... one of the first covers like um a bunch of like it's like worms or something. Yeah, it's she's all green she's, and she's, she's like fighting off. In vines. Yeah. yeah. Um. I. Oh, by the way, we're going to be using the term post-crisis quite a lot in this. What we mean is, you will. I'll be taking a shot every time you say it. Crisis on Infinite Earths was a 1985 uh, DC Comics crossover, which oh oh that burns so good. Which essentially reset the continuity mm. uh, into what we into what we now think of as modern DC, or at least until uh, they rebooted the continuity again with uh, the New Fifty Two. But yeah, so and then backtrack what... from that kind of yeah. with uh, with rebirth. So uh, so most most of the good stuff is post crisis because um, that's when DC really kicked into the modern age. But if you do want um, some good Wonder Woman, I do know where you can read some, albeit not her own book. Where's that? <sighs> the Wade and Morrison run on JLA. Yes, I well I was going to talk about mm. JLA. Um, let's do you know? Let's but do I, it. You have, you've, you've preempted me. Let's do um, it. Let's ruddy well do it. It's son. a good place to get your dose of the Trinity. It's yeah. a good place to get your Batman Superman Wonder Woman fix on. Um, yeah, you can get it in deluxe edition volumes. It's really good. It's got stuff like Tower of Babel in there mm. and Grant Morrison being really, really weird. Mm. It was basically a, um, Grant, when Grant Morrison <laughs> took it over, he wanted to bring the team back to um, the core members. So it was because when because JLA's been all over the place, the Justice League's been all over, been all sorts of different teams, and everyone's everyone's been on the Justice League, just like everyone in the Marvel universe, and their mum's been on the Avengers. Um, <laughs> So he wanted to sort of legitimise the team by by pairing it back to um, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, who at the time was Kyle Rayner, The Flash, who at the time was Wally West, um, Martian Manhunter, and who else? That was everyone. We got Batman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Martian Manhunter, Flash, Kyle Green Lantern, Green Lantern, Flash, Martian Manhunter. Yeah, sounds alright. Yeah. They didn't have another woman. Oh, Aquaman. 
Aquaman. Aquaman. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, he was, I don't think he was, he's not on the team on the team, is he? But he, he pops up a lot in the I think the he's on the team, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't they think expand the, the team again later on with some more esoteric uh, characters. I was going to say, I don't know if Aquaman's but, on the team in the first volume. I think yeah, he's sort of like he taking a distance from him, but I might be... I think he's reluctant, story. but he is because it's the first volume is the White Martian. Oh, yeah, invasion. okay, yeah. Oh, my God, because Aquaman kills one of them by taking yeah. all the water out of his body. Something like that. Like, he dries the Martian out by, like, sort of absorbing the moisture in the Martian's body. <laughs> yeah, because it's weirdly, like, dark. Like, Aquaman stood there just going, like, yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm just doing this right now. I'm taking. Yeah, the, this, I'm, ta- I'm taking. I'm taking the moisture out of your brain right this now. This JLA series was, it was during a dark time in in. So Aquaman's what I did was I, I decided to have Aquaman take water out of the alien's brain. It's the hook. And that hand thought Aquaman. came to me when I when I had scrunched up some mushroom and put them in my cocoa pops in the morning. Grant Morrison was. Grant Morrison's a fucking crazy person. Oh. Um... But yeah, it results in ninety percent excellent output. As it goes, <laughs> and, it go, and it, as it goes on, you just get really weird, bonkers stuff. Like mm. um, there is <laughs> a story arc about the fifth dimensional imps yeah. manifesting in the real world as genies, which also includes the Justice Society. Yes. Um, there oh, I've is, forgotten about that one. Oh my god! Yeah. There is um, a Starro story that also mm. features <laughs> Sandman. Yeah, like the, the Neil Gaiman Sandman. Yeah. Um, because he's taking over America in dreams. Um, there's what's the what's the dark side one? That one's freaking great. Oh yes, um, Holy snap! It's when yeah. the one. It's, there's a couple of dark side ones, but the one that sticks in my mind is where the, the one where uh, like it's it's the flash and the future has changed and everything. Like, and yeah, they go into yeah. like an alternate future oh. and, and Batman's the only one left and Dis- uh, but being to... but being continuously tortured by Dassault. Yeah, yeah. And oh, she, yeah, that's the one where it's narrated by um, Black Racer. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah. That was like one wow, issue this character is naff yeah. as sin. The last issue of Black Racer narrates it, but, but they yeah. kind of make it work. I think yeah. I found, I think that's. I remember grabbing that series because I heard about that story in Smodcast, I think. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll give that a read. And then I started collecting the trades. And that's in like the third or fourth. They're and I was really, like, oh. really good. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, that's, that's like, a, if, if, you're, if you're more of a Marvel fan because you like the films and everything, if you're enjoying your Thanos Black Order sort of stuff, that's a good story oh, yeah. arc because you get to learn about Dark Side, Dark Side you get to mate. learn about like uh, his, his hordes and everything, Granny yeah. Goodness. Because and... what, what happens is with, with when... Grant Morrison starts when he brings it all back to basics and familiar concepts and then he just introduces more and more weirdness as it goes on yeah. to the point where the team expands to include Zoriel who's an actual angel um, you get Plastic Man you oh get Blue and Red Superman at first as well uh, no it's, it's regular Superman first and I think in yeah. volume 2 it's, it's Superman yeah. Blue Oh, which is weird that's the thing we'll just go with it guys. there's a whole just thing where Superman it. was blue and had electricity powers don't worry about it no. just, just don't worry they about didn't. it they didn't they didn't they just they, also Wonder Woman dies and Hippolyta takes over as Wonder Woman for a while, but it makes little to no effect on the story. So don't worry about it. Do you know? I saying that has just made me remember something. What's that? I decided that if for by some circumstance, if I ever ended somehow, ended up being the head of a like the head editor or whatever, chief editor of a comic book company. Yeah. Do you know what my one rule would be? Dead stays dead for the next five years at least. You cannot kill off any main characters. Unless you mean that that they're dead, yeah. Like I, I just because that is that's just Wonder Woman dies, but her body takes over. But it's alright because Wonder Woman comes back. And it, it doesn't really come up in the book, like yeah. 
Hippolyta is, is, exact, is essentially the, exactly the same as Wonder Woman. So... When death just becomes a publicity stunt or an element of drama to an ongoing narrative, as as like a as like a shock moment, it's it loses the weight of it because yeah. you just know that it's going to be reversed at some point. JLA is a really good series to get the gist of the fun and weirdness <laughs> that exists in the DC universe, which a lot of the more modern uh, takes on the characters have forgotten, and certainly the more modern cinematic takes on the characters have forgotten. Yeah. It's colourful. It's strange. It's a bit bonkers. <laughs> and it's a lot of fun, actually. You'll finish it. You'll finish reading a volume of it going, so why aren't they doing Martian Manhunter in the films? This guy's amazing. Mm. Martian Manhunter's great. He's so good. And one of the reasons why I ended up picking up Supergirl cheap on DVD. Yeah. I just want, to, I want, I want me some live-action John Jones. We like some Martian Manhunter. Um, Do you know what else we like? What? We like the period in Batman's life when Bruce Wayne wasn't Batman. Because he was dead, air quotes. And Dick Grayson was Batman. I <laughs> I love Grant Morrison's Batman. Yes. Um, I like the stories most of that surround Morrison's it. Stuff, to be fair. And the stories that surround um, it as well. Starting with Batman and Son, going through the Black Glove, into uh, Batman R.I.P., mm. um, then through, and also Final Crisis by extension. Um, mm. Brian K. Vaughan's Faces was part of that era as well, wasn't it? That was uh, it slightly. But it was, it was um, I'm sure it was Dick in the cowl. Possibly. Well, it depends on what mood he's in. Giggity. Um, well, in terms of, in terms of the Dick, if you just want a solid chunk of really good Dick Grayson Batman, you want to pick up Scott Snyder's Batman the Black Mirror. Black Mirror, which is sort of three, well, two and a bit story arcs. Well, it was originally published yeah. in Detective Comics, so yeah. that it's like, yeah. Well, that's great. In fact, there it is. Like I said, yeah. dead ahead. That is, that is a beautiful run of comics. Um, so, if you enjoy Batman, that's that's great. But even 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 the most hardcore fan of Batman can be like, I kind of want this to be a bit more fun. Well, here's how it stays dark and creepy, and you still get some really shocking villains, especially oh, yeah. during the Morrison run. Yeah. But you've got a guy in the cowl who used to be Robin. Yeah. So he's already coming at it from a different way, um, and it does change the stories in a, in a. Big way, like that. You could you could swap Dick Grayson out in the script and put Bruce Wayne in the cowl, and it would still make sense as a Batman story. But there are certain reactions, certain panels in terms of yes. expressions of the character, the inner monologues that are different, and it's such a fun break. And also, the Grant Morrison Batman and Batman and Robin, yeah, which actually was the first comic series to be called Batman and Robin they'd made it all the way to 2011 yeah. without having a series called Batman and Robin um, that the closest is... was Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder yeah or wasn't it yeah and All-Star Batman All-Star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder which is dog shit don't read it um, <laughs> or, or, or get it really cheap don't read it just look at the pretty pictures oh man Jim Lee's art is next level but yeah it's, it's I've got it just for written. that I picked it up cheap at a, a WH Smith oh, sale the writing because I just wanted to look at awful. it yeah um, <laughs> are you a t- you dense. I'm the goddamn, the goddamn Batman. Batman. But um, what you get in Batman and Robin is you get the the um, the dynamic between the dynamic of the dynamic duo mm. between Dick Grayson as Batman and Damian Wayne, the boy who will one day be Batman, uh, sort of bouncing off each other, and it is a bit more light-hearted. It's it, Frank Quietly does art for at least the first uh, first volume. Yeah, and Jesus, he's good. Mm. 
Oh my god, Frank Quietly is an artist and art. Frank Quietly's gorgeous. Um, uh, there's there's a book that I think we'll probably mention under our grand yes. talk with quite Frank Quietly. Yes. That's stunning. Um, Black um, Mirror's worth a read because it's just... It's creepy. I yeah. mean, if you're a fan of classic Batman stuff, there's not a lot of classic Batman things in Black Mirror. No. Because it's, it's Dick Grayson it, Batman. Yeah, it's more about dealing with slightly more, not nuanced or subtle, but certainly quieter threats. Yeah. Um, it's about dealing with psychopaths and uh, crooked auctioneers and people peddling weaponized drug versions of superpowers. And yeah. It's just... No, Black Mirror is creepy as sin. And also it's got the wonderful sort of uh, flat colour, big shadow, mm. um, thick line art of Fra- uh, Francesco Francavilla. Mm. It's just and Jock chips wonderful. Well. Jock does the covers. Yeah. I think he does, I think I think he does, he does a couple of the issues. Yeah, yeah. he does an arc as well. But yeah, Jock's um, incredible. Jock mm. recently did um, another stuff with, uh, some more stuff with Scott Snyder on the, the more recent All-Star Batman. Uh, did a couple of issues that out of him as well. The good old style Batman, um, guys and guys. Yes, the good old style Batman. Um, John Romita's still uh, the principal artist. John Romita, he did the first arc. Ah, okay. Um, the oh, okay. I always hated the first cover of that arc. I thought it looked really dumb. When we were just standing there holding a weird long battering. It's like, yeah. this is your cover? You find out what that is in the story. Okay. And also, oh, fair enough. Um, There's a point to that well, weird Well, actually, the, the, the all-star Batman, the, more, the recent all-star Batman series is, is, is a main story with, backup, with a backup feature. Yeah. So, um... The the main the first six issues the main well the backup story goes on for like eight or nine issues but the first arc uh, of the six issues is John Romita Junior drawing and then there's another arc or another backup were drawn by Declan Shelby oh okay which is yeah. very very nice looking and then you get um, Jock and a few other artists chipping in for the next arc uh, mm. doing because it, because it's a bit more episodic. The next arc and uh, the parts of that. That's worth checking out. Um, the 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 Scott Snyder all Batman. Any Batman by Scott Snyder, actually. Mm. The New Fifty Two Batman run is a wonderful. It's ten volumes of really good, solid Batman stuff and modernizing that mythology. Um, I I like the Tom King new stuff. You're not so keen. Yeah, the, uh, and I am finding that that is that is. It's, he's a bit of a Marmite Batman writer. Yeah. I don't think anyone's arguing that he's a bad writer. Robin! Bring me the Batman. Bring Marmite. Marmite. Gene um, Willikers, Batman. Only half of the GCPD picnic's going to enjoy these. Oh, no. <laughs> but I think I think as the run's going on, more, more and more people are going, ah, I don't know if he's the right writer for this character. So your mileage may vary with new Batman, but definitely check out some Grant Morrison Batman mm. um, and some of the, the, the later Dick Grayson has Batman stuff, like, say, Black Mirror. Um, that's when that's when Bruce returns, but it's like I'm setting up Batman International. I don't think he's returned. Only he is in by, he is by Batman. Mirror, I think so. Yeah, because he's like you. You be okay. Batman. I've, I'm setting all this shit. Up. Yeah, he, set, he sets up Batman Inc., um, which is also part of integral part of Grant Morrison's run and should be read because you get things like the Batman of all nations. Yeah, I mean, uh, you'll come out of that going the. F- Fuck did what I the just read? Fuck is this? Listen, it gives us <laughs> Professor Pig and his Dollatrons. Like oh. it, it gives us all sorts of weird nonsense. Oh. It's a great. It's, oh. Like the, um, I just love the fact. I'm look as you said that. I'm looking at the Arkham Knight action figure on my shelf, and I'm just like, I for anything, if anything, of a Grant Morrison run, it's like if you could pick one thing yeah. where you're like, I'm so glad it happened because of that. It's Professor Pig. Professor Pig. What a fucked up I'm, character. I mean, a lot of. <laughs> Um, a lot of the Grant Morrison, Frank Quietly, Batman stuff was just them just 
brainstorming weird villains that would appear in one panel and that's it. Yeah. Oh, just in the background. Oh god, yeah, the, 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 the back of stuff. some of those books is full yeah. of, of, of yeah, designs. The, the, yeah. the behind the scenes stuff in the back of the trades has got some really cool <laughs> stuff in it. Like that and um, but yeah, staying on Grant Morrison and Frank quietly. Let's get to what we, we alluded to earlier. Mm. All Star Superman. Yeah. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to say. Grant Morrison's tax returns for the year 2004. Hey. Frank Quietly did them for him. He's got better handwriting. Hey. You think Grant Morrison could afford a tax, like, you know, um, like a, a tax a, a, a accountant to look at his taxes? There's no money in comics and he spent it all on mind expanding substances. Yeah, and climbs up uh, temples. <laughs> he's, he's, oh man, Grant Morrison. What Bought a guy. some really sturdy boots. What and a then guy. I got halfway up the mountain and I ate the boots. <laughs> I can't tell if you're Grant Morrison or Billy Connolly. I walked up the mountain <laughs> and I grabbed my boots. Uh, anyway, um, but it also... was funny. <laughs> <laughs> All-Star Superman. Not to be confused with All-Star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder. The same idea, because the original idea was that they were going to have an All-Star <laughs> line of sort of and out-of-continuity stories. This is around the same time Marvel were doing Ultimate. Like, out-of-continuity stories. DC do this stories, a lot, where yeah. they're either like Elseworlds or event series or out-of-continuity book that has nothing to do with the rest of the books. That, that could be like approachable to new readers as a sort of this is a definitive story for this character. Things, like, things like Batman anyone, Black yeah. and White and stuff, where they just go this, yeah. anyone could pick this up. Um, and All-Star Superman is a 12-issue series that sort of tells the story of the last days of Superman. Mm. Um, not in like a, oh, this big villain, like he finds out that he's, he's yeah, basically he's helping, absorbed... he's helping this team with an experiment to do with the sun, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and he basically absorbs too much solar radiation mm. and he finds out that he's dying. Yeah, it's um, basically Krypton cancer, essentially, yeah. isn't it? It's like, you've not got long. Yeah. We're not sure how long, but it's definitely less than a year. Is I think the initial thing, yeah, isn't something it? like that. So and he it, spends all this time, sort of. Is his initial reaction just like, oh, because he doesn't really know how to process it. Yeah, it's like right, okay. But and he he's just... not. He's not frightened. He just kind of thinks about it yeah. and accepts it, and then sets out to spend the next however long he's got, sort of fixing things and making the world, uh, uh, preparing the world for like for life after Superman mm. and uh, sort of fixing some of his regrets and mistakes and it's just it's just a wonderful um, wholesome fun uh, inspirational Superman story he yeah. is um, there's a great uh, anecdote that Grant Morrison tells about when he was when he was preparing to write this story so I was off my tits on ketamine hey, no, no <laughs> accents oh. enough of the accents now so I was um, off my tits. No! <laughs> Basically, it was like, um, they were at a convention or something, so there was lots of people in costume, and they're on these, uh, I think they're on these rail tracks or something, like near the convention centre is, and they just see this dude dressed as Superman, just chilling, like super relaxed. Yeah. And it's like, not, and, and, then, and then he sees him and he goes, that's, that's how I imagine Superman, not chest out, bulging and doing things. So he just, not, and, and, not red glaring eyes, no. staring down. No, it, it's, as he is on the cover of uh, the first issue of All Star Superman, he's just sat down, he's knee up to his chest, sort of dead, on a cloud, dead isn't casual it? Yeah. on a cloud, just like being, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm comfy and I'm Superman. And he sat down with this guy who remained in character as Superman and just, and they just talked and he asked him questions about that. Superman and, and he used this guy's responses to sort of build this 
this Superman that was very uh, sort of um, socially conscious and and aware of his of his place as an inspiration and and wanting to make you know see the best in people and bring out the best in people and it all comes through in the book which is just it's lovely it's, it's lovely it's wonderful like and it, it's... it is for those who are like oh, I don't want to love this stuff. it is action packed oh is, yeah plenty of it action. is scary it is sci fi wackiness it is some hard hitting truths but it's just nice like it's a nice book it's it's Superman. At his best, bringing out the best in others, which yeah. is what well, the problem that people have had with Superman as writers uh, recently. I think people are like, "Oh, we don't know what to do with him. He's too powerful." It's like, no, it... because you're thinking of him in terms of just beating up villains, and that's not what he does. That's I, I, I it's I hesitate to quote him slightly, but I do think he's a good authority on it. Um, Max Landis once said about Superman, yeah. Which I think sums him up perfectly. It's like, he's not a god, he's not an alien, he's not a monster, he's not a superhero. He's a guy from Kansas who has the best superpowers. Yeah. Like, you have to think of it that way. It's like, he's a guy who had really lovely parents, who raised him right, who's polite, who's sweet. He gets annoyed like the rest of us do, he gets angry like the rest of us do. But ultimately, being a nice guy... He'll never let that dictate what he's doing. Yeah. And also, it turns out he can freaking bend metal girders with a thought. Like, like that's... Mm-hmm. You, know, you have to look at it as he's a kid from Kansas. So, you know, he was right about that, but yeah. also, fuck Max Landis. Yeah. Um, oh, the American Alien is a good book. I do recommend that. Yeah. But, fuck Max Landis. But, like, maybe get it on some kind of, like, subscription yeah. app service so yeah. you can get a penny. Um, um, don't yeah. don't make, make sure he doesn't get uh, financial recompense for it. Um, <laughs> don't pirate it. Unless you have to. But that's not an official statement. We're not endorsing theft of material. Just Superman. finding ways to look at it cheap. Borrow it off a friend. Visit a library. Visit a, visit a library. Visit a library. A library should have it. You uncultured swine. Um, Superman's one of those characters whose origin story is super well known. Yeah. But there are at least two versions of it which are worth reading anyway. And that's... Superman Birthright, Birthright yes. by Mark Whedon and Francis Yu, yeah, and Superman's Secret Origin by um, Jeff Johns and Gary Frank, which mm. I hadn't read until recently when um, Comic, Comic Pop did it on their back issues. Oh, right. And in some ways, I think I... Pre- there are some things I prefer about it to Birthright. It's certainly snappier, mm. um, but I'm really torn on which one. Well, Birthright's got a lot of build. One. Birthright yeah. starts up as a comic Birthright's where it's like, much slower. we know you're here for yeah. a Superman origin story, but we're going to take our time and tell it in a way you're not expecting. Whereas Secret Origin is basically Jeff Johns writing his script for a Christopher Reeve Superman movie. Mm-hmm. Like, rewriting Superman yeah. movie, basically. Because, especially because Gary Frank just draws Christopher Reeve. Nice. I'd watch that. <laughs> like, I, just, I, I would he just draws Superman as Christopher Well, let's, t- let's touch on Birthright first, but also to bring it back to Frank Quietly for All Star. Frank Quietly and yes. Francis Hugh do this beautiful thing with Clark and Superman where they draw a farm boy. Mm. Like, they draw him a big, bulky guy. Frank Quietly plays a little more on the dopiness of, of that archetype yeah. and, and stuff. And also who, takes him back to his sort of circus strongman origins. Yeah, in terms of the look yeah. and the, the physique. But they also, they draw a guy who looks one way, and then all he's got to do, much like Reeve in the films, and that gorgeous shot in number two, yeah. all he's got to do is just straighten his back, and you're like, hang on. Holy shit, it's Superman. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's this whole thing of, Clark isn't performing when he's being Clark Kent. 
he's just relaxing. Yeah. Like, he's just sort of relaxing a bit, and then Superman, he stands tall, and suddenly that physique shifts just enough that you're like, oh, it's a big doop, doopy, doopy, doop guy. Doopy, doop, doop, doop. And all he does is straighten up, and his, his face drops from clueless expression, and you're like, oh my god, that guy's a brick shithouse, yeah. and we're all going to die if we pick a fight with him. Um, um, and Birthright, he looks like that as well. Yeah. But oh, a bit younger, and Birthright, they young him up a little, don't they, because it's that sort of... Is it, I think he's pitched to be his like mid twenties in Birthright. Yeah, it picks it picks up with him like post college. Like, he's in traveling. Africa, yeah, he's in Africa yeah. doing journalism stuff, um, which is great because it's it's one of the few ones where they go like, let's show why he likes journalism. Yeah, yeah. Like here it is. He studied it and he enjoys it. Yeah. And while he travels, he's like, oh, I'm going to try and help out a little here. But we're going to be getting another Superman origin soon. Oh bloody hell! Because Brian Michael Bendis is taking over the Superman titles. Oh and well. He's doing another Man of Steel. Um, miniseries to do Superman's origin, just like yeah. John, Byrne John Byrne did with Man Post Crisis, did Man of Steel, which I do have. I've got the really tiny little trade of it, yeah. Um, which again, I got second hand in Manchester, in that place in the northern quarter opposite the Arndale. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, where they never put price tags on half the stuff. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like you're in a boutique store because it's almost like don't ask if you can't afford bitch, but then you yes. ask and it's like oh two pound. Like, All right, okay. two pounds. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, that's that's yeah. that's an interesting book. Um, I didn't love that, but I enjoyed reading. Yeah, it. Man of Steel's it's it's fine, but uh, Secret Origin and Birthright do it better. Um, modern Superman is actually also the current Superman and action comics runs are also very very good. Mm-hmm. They sort of retool yeah. Superman into a he's happily married with Lois, and they have a young son, John, who's about ten, and he's learning how to use his powers. He's the new Superboy, and he has a sort of. Um, He's close friends with, but also they push each other's buttons of with Damian Wayne. Yeah. Like they're always griping at each other, but they're really good friends, and then they're their own little super team with, <laughs> with uh, Bruce and Clark sort of looking over them because yeah. they super know they sons. can't. They know they can't stop them yeah. from being superheroes, so they're just like, oh, we'll just have to keep an eye on you then. Um, and it's yeah, Superman as a father, not just to his son, but also to the world mm. and a protector, and it, it's. It moves away from the more aggressive Superman we've had in recent years, and um, it's a really good, fun read. So yeah, check out some is modern it, Superman. He's lovely. He's lovely. Um, lovely Superman. The vol- volume one trade of the current Superman series is Son of Superman, mm. and the volume one of Action Comics is Path of Doom. Mm. Um, yeah, they're pretty good. Um, don't read any New Fifty Two Superman. New Fifty Two Superman was bollocks. I've got the first volume of uh, Action Comics, New 52. That's Grant Morrison. It's pretty good. It's all right. I, I didn't love it enough to pick up volume two. So. It doesn't go anywhere. Like, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't, like, that first volume is the best it gets. It doesn't get any better. Can we uh, sidestep slightly in the DC Universe? Yes, please. To Vertigo. Yes, please. Alan Moore. Swamp Thing, specifically, is what I have I not in. read Alan Moore Swamp Thing. It's... Tell me about Alan Moore Swamp Thing. Tell me, Don Miguel. Um, so... Swamp Thing's an odd character anyway. If you're new to comics, you're not necessarily going to leap at Swamp Thing as your first choice. But well, if I mean, you... he's a Swamp Thing. He's a Swamp Thing! <laughs> Living in the Swamp. Um, what can I say about it? I don't want to say too much because it really is one that... Alan Moore's, Alan Moore's work always gets praised and hailed and whatnot. You know, like Watchmen and things like that. People go, oh my god, you got to read it. It's the definitive. It's the definitive. Or, oh my god, you got to read it. It's like it's like a biblical experience. You've got to read it. And then Alan Moore's like, oh, it's just a piece of shit. I scrolled out at the start of the week. Oh, yeah. Like, Alan Moore's um, ongoing 
hatred of his own work and sort of hatred of the genre as well. But he stuck around in. for so long with Swamp Thing. Like it's a few years worth of material. Yeah, it's about it's about the experience. It's one of those where the way the story's told and the narration is absolutely stunning. Uh, like it's it's just it's a comic book that reads more like a novel. Um, but the illustrate who is it who illustrates the majority of the run? The Savalox. It's gonna bug me if I don't. I don't have a little gander. Is it Alan Davis? Let's have a look. At the start of the run, it's uh, Bissetti. Oh, no. I'm thinking Someone... of Captain Britain. Alan Davis did the Captain ah, Britain stuff. Yes. Uh, Alan Moore. It's, 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 it's several artists across the run. Yeah. It's, um, it is well worth a read. It's, it's just odd and bizarre. I mean, one of the highlights includes a bit... Who's his partner? What's her name? Abby. Abby, one of the highlights includes she's detained in Gotham uh-huh. at one point. And there's some stuff going on with like the Floronic Man as well, Jason Woodrow. Of course. Uh, now it's time to die. <laughs> not the that one. Floronic uh, Man. Not that Jason Woodrow, the comic book one. Uh-huh. Um, but it's all about that. And essentially, like she's being held in custody. And it, it's the themes they play off of. It's like if Beauty and the Beast was a cop drama. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like she's been put on trial for. I think it's, there's something else involved, but it's it's also partly like you're with that thing, and it's just this whole. Do you know what I mean? This whole prejudice stuff. The, the, the way it's told is amazing because it's just, basically the reason why I love that run is it's a love story. That's yeah. that's the genre of the, the yeah. book. It's a love story, yeah. But it's gross, and I don't mean the love. I just mean like the sort of stuff you see in it, and it's horrifying. Mm. And like the, the 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 levels of body horror that are played out, but not gory body horror. It's more about looking at it, and going, "Oh, that! Oh, I feel uncomfortable looking at that." Yeah. But then the romance the stuff least. is wonderful, and the Gotham the Gotham one is a highlight just because of, I mean Harvey Bullock's a supporting character in it, so you're already onto a winner there. But Batman, of course, steps in because you know the story's set in Gotham, and he essentially like confronts him. Oh, what's Swamp Thing's real name again? Uh. Uh, oh, it's God damn it! But he, he um, uh, that's gonna Alex me. something, something, something. Alec something. Yeah, Alex. Doctor Alex. Definitely something. Alex. Definitely Alex. Yeah. Batman steps in essentially after after Swamp Thing arrives in Gotham and kind of like there's a thing with a rose at the courthouse and all this. And he, but he basically just says like, "You let her go. You have twenty four hours, and yeah. I will leave you alone." So Batman confronts him and he's like, "Look." I don't want to have to do this, but you're threatening my city. I'm not going to let that happen. Mm-hmm. Like, step off. Basically, in the friendliest possible way, Batman's like, you step off. Like, you don't, you don't do anything. It's not how this works. Yeah. And Alex's like, I'm standing by my word. Like, you know, dear friend, it's going to happen. And Batman sort of ends up meeting with like a, can't believe you're making me do this. Because of course, then you get a bit of scuffle going on with the two of them. There's a whole, there's a bit where Batman like drives the Batmobile into a big fucking plant thing just, just to cause an explosion, just to get Alex's attention while they're trying to get. It's Alec Holland. It's great, Alec Holland. That's the one. It's a really good run, but it's it's one of those where like Alan Moore dismisses a lot of his work. It'd be hard for him to dismiss that considering it's over a prolonged period of time and the way the story flows is so nice. I think it's six volumes in total. I've got six. Yeah. The I saga of the Swamp Thing it's collected as, isn't it? Yeah. Um, worth a peek. Uh, and also, if we're talking about Virgo and whatnot, give um, give Watchmen a look-see. That's not a Virgo look. 
Is it not? Or is DC Comics? Oh, yeah. yeah I, I Vertigo. Has it been retroactively published through Vertigo Line? No, I think so. I think. I think oh, it's always... Titan. Titan. Titan one. Comics. Yeah. But yeah, they, Titan, Titan, Comics. Titan, yeah. Well, Titan, the publishing house, published the original trade. Yeah, that's right. Um, before DC started publishing its own trade internationally. And also, um, um, what was Constantine's book? Hellblazer. Hellblazer. I was about to say, because yeah. Constantine originated in Swamp Thing. Yeah. Um, Not inside Swamp Thing in, yeah. in his book. Um, Giant size swamp thing. To the point where in, throbbing man thing. In, they've started doing new Hellblazer collections now, which is really nice. Which I'm working my way through. I've just started the fifth volume of it. Um, it's very strange, mm. like good strange. It's all like dark magic and weirdness, and a lot of it's set in Britain. And there's like pagan stuff in it, and it's <laughs> Vertigo, so it's it's sexy and violent and all sorts of nastiness. <laughs> and John Constantine's just a bit of a cunt, really. Yeah. Like he's not likable. Where is at he? All. Where is he from? Because I'm sure, I'm sure creators changed where he's, he's from at least twice. So he's he's Liverpool. He's a scouser, but a lot of people get confused because he also had a formative disaster happen with magic and his friends in Newcastle, which he references constantly. Right. Um, okay. Like he he's tried to exercise a demon from a child in Newcastle when it fucking backfired, and then yeah. all of his friends who were involved have ended up dying horribly since and. Uh, it's kind of left him. What scarred. accent does he have in the TV adaptation? Um, in the Arrowverse, Matt Ryan's Welsh. Okay, so he's vaguely British. He's right. not. He doesn't sound Welsh. Okay, he goes for you Americans will understand yeah, that I'm from vaguely the UK sort if I talk of like slightly. This. Yeah, Sli- not London, slightly northern, but not specifically Liverpool or Newcastle or <laughs> anything else. But just, he's meant to be Scouse. Yeah, and, in, not, and not Keanu Reeves. In, in the <laughs> canon of the comics, yes. John Constantine is from Liverpool, yeah. Okay. And also he's an interesting character because he, in that original Hellblazer one, which is now over and he's been rolled into the main Marvel, uh, DC universe, because of course he has. Um, mm-hmm. the, in that original Hellblazer one, he ages in real time. Oh, okay. Oh, so, that was good. Um, For the time. Yeah. He starts <laughs> off in his early 30s and then by issue 300 when it ended, he was obviously he was in his late 50s. Yeah. Okay. So, um, it's weird. Yeah. If you want something weird, give it a try. Um, it's very strange, it's very dark. Really it will not leave you with happy feelings. No. It's as as you said about um, as you said about uh, Annihilation the other week. Good, but won't leave you feeling great. No. And just just that's most of our reviews. Yeah. Good, but it won't leave you feeling great. It's dark and a bit nasty, <laughs> but not in like a mean spirited Mark Miller way. Do you know what can be nasty for all the right and wrong reasons based on the book? The Earth One trades. I've only read the two Batman ones. No, okay. I've only read the first Batman one. Right. Actually. So, so you've had like the man-child killery guy. Who's, yeah, 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 yeah. That's. I don't know how I we feel about them. Earth One's coming out soon. Yeah, there's been Teen Titans as well, hasn't yeah, there? Yeah. Uh, Earth One are a series of tr- hardback trade uh, releases. You can get them in paperback as well now. Um, original are, graphic novel again in the vein of Elseworlds New Star Ultimate Marvel style storylines yeah. um, sometimes for the better sometimes not so much uh, I've read I've read six of them I've read Wonder Woman Volume 1 I hear that's not great dreadful it's not good Grant Morrison uh, yeah. it's, it is visually gorgeous well, Janet Paquette yeah, oh, like the, the art is beautiful especially Themyscira and the, and the um, Themyscirans and the Amazons like they, they find a way because obviously, obviously, Grant Morrison dwells on the uh, oh, what's the name? What was creator Wonder Woman? Doctor uh, William Walter Mars. 
William something Marston. Kinky Doctor Man who came was with William, Wonder Woman. Was it William Walton? No, it wasn't William Walton Marston. Doctor Marston. William Moulton Marston. Yeah. Molten Man. Yeah. The Molten Man. The Molten Man created they, Wonder they, Woman. He's just that... Um, Mark Allen, the Molten Man. Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. Yes. Uh, came out recently, which is like the, the biopic of him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it... That it, guy was it, into some stuff. Which, you know, fair enough, because it was, it was the way it was being told and who it was being told for and kind of secretly about. Like, it was very empowering and, and reassuring about sexuality. This is a man who is um, in an open, by, uh, open relationship with two women who were also uh, also kind of in a relationship with each other and they were all into bondage. Yeah. Polyamory, essentially. Polyam- polyamory. Polyamory. In the thirties, in the thirties, um, it uh, so Wonder Woman was frowned upon. Said least Wonder Woman comes from a, a very kind of you know there is kink and bondage and and grace and elegance and beauty and sexuality is a big part of that as much as it origins. could be in the in the nineteen thirties for yeah. a mainstream comic. For, well, I say mainstream for a, a book ostensibly aimed yeah. at children. So Grant Morrison, in his stage directions of his, of his script and everything for Wonder Woman Earth One, draws on that to a degree, and for the most part, it isn't offensive like it feels like the world kind of revels in its own grace and beauty and, and sexuality like the Themyscarans they're not like it's not just panels of them all getting off with each other but there is implications of well, of course romances between Themyscarans happen here because they're the all women yeah um, but the way they're drawn certainly is there to make you go oh my god everybody's gorgeous the problem is in the story the story I remember him pitching it on an episode of Fat Man and Batman years ago yeah. where he said to Kevin Smith he was working on it he said the pitch behind it was the idea that Steve Trevor arrives on Themyscira and before he can get back to I believe it's modern day if I remember correctly yeah it is modern day uh, before he can get they're back they're all sort of modern day they put year. him on trial oh, to yeah, basically yeah. defend all of mankind specifically mm. men and that idea alone you're like that could be either absolutely brilliant or Dog shit. It's dog shit. It yeah. seems out dog shit in the book, but it's it's good looking dog shit as far as a book goes. Batman Earth One. I have a love hate relationship. I've read the two volumes. Um, they're sort of. It's almost like it's too grim and gritty for for its own good in terms of what I would like from them, because it's realistic in a way. They yeah. decide that Alfred's going to be a big part of Bruce's crusade. Because he's like he's like an ex marine and he's younger man and he's built like a brick shit house. Yeah, it, it's the reason why Sean Pertwee in Gotham is kind of like that. Like they've sort of based it off Earth One Alfred. In real time, you're shit, Master Wayne. Master Wayne. Oh, oh, by the way, have you heard that the, the, the uh, Gotham producers want to adapt the Long Halloween? Just stop. No, no, no. No, carry um, on, carry on doing it because eventually that means you're going to stop. And then it can go away and everyone will forget it existed. We've been Planet the other day and it's like the rise of the villains, whatever it's called, like the Diamond Select toy yeah, lines out. Yeah. And there's Azrael, Mr. Freeze, um, and someone else. You go strange. And I'm like, right, so they've all been and gone then before Batman's even Batman. What's the point? Uh, anywho. Anywho. Um, uh, Batman Earth 1's interesting. Some stuff really works. Some stuff doesn't. Batman is incompetent in Batman Earth 1. Yes. He's incompetent. He, he's, his combat and strategy is something he's developing and he's doing better at. It's he's definitely like... got some of the Mystique and the, ninja, Mystique and the Ninja stuff is there, but so many scenes in the book involve him like just sort of being there and leaving the scene, not clumsily, but in a way where Gordon's sort of commenting on like 
you can get out that way. And it's done in a way that it's, it's saying to the reader, hey, this Batman's not quite there yet. But it's I'm like, hey, like this Batman's a like dumbass. Batman. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think he does like Batman very much. There are some good ideas in there, though. Like Gary some... Frank draws a hell of a book. Yeah, oh, it looks beautiful. But if you're going to check out Earth 1, Superman, Superman, motherfucker, Superman, from your boy, JMS. Three volumes. Superman! This is the Superman film series I wish we had. Yeah. Superman Earth 1 by J. Michael Straczynski. And uh, I think it's different illustrator on each one. Who's on the first one? It's uh, Shane Davis does the first know. two. And then uh, there's three different artists work on the third volume. Uh, Audience CF. And who else? Uh, says Clarado? Clarado? I'm not sure. But uh, it's... It's gorgeous. It's the Superman movies I wish we had. Yeah. It is the story of like early 20-something Clark Kent moves to Metropolis to start his journalism job and is also like, I'm, I want to get this super this superhero thing that I'm kind of working my way up to doing. <laughs> like, I can't wait to try it out. And, and he, he doesn't quite get the job you're all expecting him to get because, of course, he wouldn't get it right away. Uh, and he's having to like room share with a, with a flatmate who... He he's absolutely smitten with because she's awesome as a best mate. She starts to feel a different way about him. So you get to play on different relationships with a new character. He's our POV character for the second volume. Yeah. You get nice new takes on um, not Zod directly, but that kind of idea. Yeah. Um, Parasite, I think, is in the second or first volume. Parasite, love Parasite in Superman Origins too. He pops up in Secret Origins as well. Yeah, like there's ways to work with that and make it because it's, it's it's a it's the ultimate sort of like final test for the beginning and of the hero story. Superman. Oh, there you go. He's a good one. Parasite, Parasite works. He's good. But JMS's Superman Earth One is brilliant, and because it's only the three volumes, I think I think there's been word of a fourth at some point. But the way think, the Earth One books work yeah. is they just it's as and when they can do it they'll yeah. make one. Because so, we're not going to be seeing a, a Batman Earth One anytime soon because Jeff Johns and Gary Frank are both wrapped up doing Doomsday Clock. Yeah. Now someone else could do it. Like someone else could. I think that would defeat the, the point of the Earth One. Yeah. Line, though. Um, but yeah, what they're also self-contained, stuck in their own thing. They're not focusing on anything else. I've not read the Teen Titans one. Um, and uh, is there a Batman Earth One Volume Two? No, there isn't. Oh, it's, well, ah, it's Wonder Woman Earth One Volume Two that's about to come out. Oh, yeah. And uh, I have no and interest. Green Lantern Earth One as well. Green Lantern Earth One. Is it Hal Jordan? Yes. Uh, I should have been John Stewart. Throw a curveball. Do, an, I've seen do it, an Earth One they've been about doing, someone else. They've, they've been the doing little previews of it in the recent DC books, and it's. Oh, okay. um, it's oh I like, forgot they do he's, that. He's like, an, he's like an experimental astronaut. Oh, okay. So they're changing it from a pilot. Yeah. To, uh, well, right. he's a pilot, but he's yeah. Like, he encounters the ring on some sort of space mission, it looks like. Okay. I'd be um, doing that. I'd be DTF. Um, we don't want to stick around too long, because you've got somewhere to be, Sonny. I've got places to go, people but to see. let's touch on a few, like, we, we might have mentioned these before, the ones we shoot quick out. Ones. Um, uh, Mad Love and Other Stories. The, Mad Batman, Love and the stories. Batman animated series comic book uh, compilation is great, because you get a bunch of Batman new adventures, comic books based on the animated series style, like, visually and, and script-wise. Yeah. But you also get, of course, the titular Mad Love which is great. It's the Harley Quinn story. It's gorgeous. The comic book version is only... I think the comic book version is better than the episode, simply on the basis of the visuals. The episode is gorgeously animated. Of course, you get the voice acting from Arlene Sorkin, Mark Hamill, Kevin Conroy, but the comic book uh, knows that it's not just kids reading the comic. So it it, it pushes aged the envelope up a little. little yeah. yeah, and in a way that fits that kind of story because the Definitely. story of Harley is not for kids. Um, that character can be used in a medium for kids quite easily, but you're telling the origin. This isn't about. This is about an abusive relationship. Yeah. At this point, 
mostly psychologically abusive relationship. Um, it does not shy away from how dark and complicated that can be, but at the same time it is full of all the charm and the and the style of the animated series, and it's kind of um, not glorifying, but like celebrating like the gangster nineteen thirties aesthetic of it all, and it's 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 gorgeous and definitely worth a look. If you want to get into Elseworld stuff, which is um, what if stories that uh, that DC do, um, Kingdom Come, which is about a dark future where yeah, it's basically it's like the nineties uh, extreme heroes taken to their furthest conclusion, and Superman and the other classic heroes step in to intervene, and it all goes. Oh, horribly wrong. I did a big damn love about it. Have a look at it on our YouTube channel. It's again, it's like Marvel's was when we talk about Marvel. Alex Ross painting it. It's oh, yeah, beautiful. Like, I didn't, I didn't love Justice, but I love looking at it. Yeah, because Alex yeah. Ross's work is just stunning. Uh, what else? if you want things in bite-sized chunks? I would highly recommend looking for the trade paperback versions of because it'd be cheaper at the end of the digital first comics from about six years ago. Specifically, The Adventures of Superman. Oh, yeah, the anthology books. Yeah, and Batman Legends of the Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. They are brilliant. They're, each story is about 12 to twelve to 20 pages long. Yeah. Um, and they're just these gorgeous... Some of them are multi-parters, but they're just these gorgeous short stories with a plethora of different writers and artists working on every single issue. Yeah. And you get a nice mix. I mean, the, pro- the only downside is because... Uh, you get some writers like, oh my god, it's the story I've always wanted to tell. You might end up with the same villains popping up a couple stories in a row. Yeah. But the visual difference, like because the art style makes it feel fresh. Um, they're so good. Like and, and Adventures Super, like the Legends of the Dark Knight is great if you want something that's a bit creepy and a bit kind of a bit, bit more crime oriented. Yeah. Um, if you want to see some really interesting takes on minor Batman villains and on stories about how Batman works psychologically. Yeah. Uh, and stories about Alfred. Uh, if you want, if you want something that's more fun and digestible, and just like, oh, that was great. Adventures of Superman. As My Superman God, should be. Um, There's some beautiful artists who work on that. Like it's like really quirky Pixar style looking character models in some of them. Yeah. It's just lush. If you are after some um, good space opera sci-fi stuff, then you want to check out Jeff Johns' Green Lantern series. Mm. Starts off with Green Lantern Rebirth, which reintroduces Hal Jordan, then goes into an ongoing series, uh, and you also get a Green Lantern Core spin-off. Very, very good stuff. Leads into the Blackest Night event uh, that shook the DC Universe very good stuff. Definitely give that a sniff. It grabbed it by the tackle and wriggled it around a oh, bit. Oh, yes! And just off the off the cuff, a few uh, different companies that aren't DC or Marvel. Just a okay. few things you should um, uh, check out along the way. Saga from Image Comics. Wonderful. Mm. Bonkers. Uh, breathtakingly breathtaking Brian K. Vaughan and Fiona Staples on art. Uh, beautiful artwork. Incredible designs. This uh, These two races at war. Um, these two mm. planets at war that's that's consumed their whole galaxy, and and two uh, rom- uh, two parents from opposing sides just trying to raise their uh, their mixed race daughter in peace. It's awesome. Also, on the subject of Brian K. Vaughan, um, you should read Why the Last Man, uh, in which a plague kills all the men on Earth except one and his pet monkey, um, <laughs> and it tries to get to the bottom of that. It's a really interesting take on the post-apocalypse genre. Um, and I think it's in what ten ten volumes. It ran for sixty issues, so it's it's not particularly long. But yeah, give that a read with your eyes. Um, 
there's an artist whose name that's absolutely escaped me uh, an artist and writer and I want to get it right so I'm going to search you up in a moment yeah. but, um... don't read Spawn whatever you do <laughs> no don't read Spawn don't read Spawn don't let the image comic stuff take you in if you do want to read some image comic stuff there's plenty of good stuff uh, give The Walking Dead a go but it might not be for everyone I enjoyed the first 14, 15 volumes and then I kind of stopped reading so um, but so it starts off well that's for sure um, but it will <laughs> not make thing. You, it will not make you feel good. Um, it, also, image you can go to have a look at Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey's phonogram, which is about uh, music as magic. It's just very, very good. I don't know what else to say about it. It's <laughs> difficult to explain the concept without and make and sell it because I just don't have the words in my face. Also, I've not read. I've only read a couple of issues of it, but I really liked what I've read of their uh, Wicked and the Divine series, so that might be worth checking out. I'm going to read some more of it at some point in the near future. Anthology books, Twisted Dark. It's basically Twilight Twisted Zone, Dark. short black and white uh, storylines. That's amazing. And they did a spin-off mm. called Twisted Light, which was quite nice too. The, the author whose name I'd forgotten, and I'm so annoyed, uh, but I've got him. It's Doug Tenapol. Uh He does graphic novels that are just like one-off books. Like, oh, that's yeah, the book. yeah. Uh, the ones that I highly recommend, again, we'll, we'll go into like, detail about these another time, but the ones that I recommend are Ghostopolis, uh, Monster Zoo, Tommy Saurus Rex, and there's another one that is on my tits, and I can't remember which one it is. Um, he also wrote for Adventure Time, so you know what kind of like humour you're getting into. Yeah. Um, but like his his are beautiful. Um, like, they're just these odd, odd things. Um, so I recommend his stuff. And Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yes. Uh, now careful, because yes. Scott Pilgrim versus the world is the title of the, the third volume. Okay. They just Pilgrim. called Scott Pilgrim. Volumes one to seven. Six. Six. And the ah, they missed a trick there. It's like Scott Pilgrim. They missed a trick. Should have been seven. Scott Pilgrim versus Scott Pilgrim's precious little life. Scott Pilgrim gets it together. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Uh, Scott Pilgrim and the Infinite Sadness. Uh, I can't remember the last two volumes, but yeah, uh, there's there's um, six volumes. Either available in, in small format, uh, manga esque, black and white, or in um, more traditional trade format that have been recolored. I've I've got and read the black and white ones, and they're great. So, give them a go with your face and your eyes. Um, they're really good. Do you know what else is really good? What's that? You lot. Hey. We hope you got something added to your recommended reading list by listening to the last two weeks. If not, then uh, go to a library and read a book, you uncultured swine. Oh, tell us what you what you read and enjoy. Yeah. Tell us what to read. Show us eh? a recommendation. Yeah. Be it from the big two, be it a dark horse, an image, an IDW, an independent publish. Yeah. We want to know what comic books are you reading, and have you checked out any of the ones that we've mentioned? If you have, email us and let us know. Big damn contact at gmail.com. That's big damn contact at gmail.com. At big damn cast on Twitter. And of course, the Big Damn Channel on YouTube is where you can find all of our shite. Now, we'll be back next week in some form. Seat of our pants recording. We're not exactly sure how we're going to do it. It It all depends on how good my Wi-Fi is in Lincoln. Failing that, we'll be recording it over the phone and it'll be a 20-minute episode to save on phone bills. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, what are you doing listening to this? You shouldn't be doing that. Go to bed! Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm going to sit here and play with this tiny bar of Your toy? Ha, ha, ha.